Secret Passageways, A Little Prince, and Rustic Food Gone Upmarket. This week, we're in Lyon, France. Traveling the world to bring you delicious dishes, tasty beverages, and interesting experiences. This is the Destination Eat Drink Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Brent Peterson, host of Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. You know, you might be surprised to learn that Paris isn't France's number one foodie city. Of course, you can get fantastic meals in the City of Lights, but Lyon, France, with its traditional bouchons, bevy of world-famous chefs, and a location near rich and productive agricultural lands, carries the heavy mantle of France's gastronomy capital. So let's eat in Lyon. What to eat? Hey, you gonna finish that? On Destination Eat Drink. Okay, first things first, a disclaimer. I don't speak French, and during this podcast, I will undoubtedly butcher every French name that I try to pronounce. So apologies up front. If you're French, I'm sure it probably will hurt your ears. Now, Lyon has kind of a split personality when it comes to food in the city. On the one side, you've got uh, Nouveau French Cuisine, popularized by the Pope of French Cuisine, Paul Bocuse. On the other side, there's this kind of home-style cooking made famous in the Bouchons of Lyon. Back in the Renaissance, all these Italians, mostly from Florence, these merchants came into France selling silk. The silk trade was huge during the Renaissance, and Lyon became a center of the silk trade. In fact, they started manufacturing silk there as well, and silk became like a third of the entire economy of Lyon. And with all of these traveling merchants, with all of these workers, came a need to feed the people. So this is where the Bouchon had its genesis, the need to feed all of these people. And they were feeding these people in these little home-style restaurants that served not the highest cuts of, of, of meat, but a lower cut of meat. Um, the high cuts of meat went to the rich people and to the aristocracy and to the royalty. The rest of the folks had to survive on things like chicken liver and head cheese and offal which is like the innards of the animal. Think the stomach and the lungs and things like that. Now today, Bouchons are a little more upscale. They're more expensive, but still, most of them are family-run, family-operated, family-owned. And Bouchons in Lyon are certified by Les Bouchons Lyonnais. So they go in and they make sure that they're using traditional methods, that they're offering traditional dishes on their menu. And there's a couple dozen Bouchon uh, still in Lyon, and you can visit these places. My favorite is Polon d'Or. It's a fantastic Bouchon where you'll get amazing food. And the thing about going into a Bouchon is uh, it has an open space. So uh, the tables are close together. It tends to get loud. It tends to get very friendly. Uh, everyone is very warm and inviting. We walked in without a reservation and kind of, I guess the owner must have felt sorry for us because he sat us down at a table, but he made sure to tell us you have to be done by nine o'clock. 
and I looked at the clock on the wall and it was 20 after seven. So I figured plenty of time. We lingered over our dinner, had the house wine, had some vegetables au gratin, some mushroom raviolis, even got dessert. It was one of those fantastic, spectacular, memorable meals in the Bouchon. And I finally paid the bill uh, to the owner. And as we were leaving, I pointed at the clock, five till nine, we had five minutes to spare. Now, on the other side of the spectrum from the Bouchon is Nouveau French cuisine. This is kind of a lighter, fresher take on the heavier uh, cuisine of the Bouchon. You won't see pig's knuckles generally or chicken livers here. You'll see lighter food. And the guy who really popularized this in the second half of the 20th century was Paul Bocuse. Uh, He was called the Pope of French cuisine. He died earlier in 2018, but he was probably the most famous French chef in history. And his restaurant, Bocuse, still operates in its original location. It's about 15 minutes north of Lyon. You can go there, make your reservation. Of course, you can't just walk in. And if you've ever heard of the famous truffle soup, this is where it's served. Paul Bocuse invented it for uh, a French prime minister uh, back in the 50s or the 60s. And you can still, they, it's still on the menu. You can get it there. But if you're more budget conscious, Paul Bocuse opened a bunch of little brasseries in Lyon. And there's, there must be six or seven of them in the city. Um, you can look them up on my website. And those are less expensive, easier to get into, and the cuisine is more accessible. And speaking of Paul, Paul Bocuse, before he was crippled by his Parkinson's and died earlier in 2018, he was often hanging around in this place called Les Halles de Lyon. Now, Les Halles de Lyon is one of two excellent food halls in Lyon. These are giant food halls where they serve, uh, where they sell produce, fruits, vegetables, meat, but also prepared foods. There's small restaurants that serve stuff there. It's a great place to hang out. But my favorite place is Les Halles de la Martinière because it's a little less expensive than Les Halles de Lyon. But the big thing is All of their offerings there are organic. The Lyonnais love to cook, and when you don't find them at the food halls, they're often at their local farmer's markets. Every neighborhood in Lyon has its own farmer's market, and my favorite is at Ambrose Quatois, right across from the Institut Lumiere. If you go there, you'll see family shopping. There's very few tourists. It's mostly family shopping, often parents with their children, teaching them about food and lots and lots of produce and herbs and vegetables, everything piled high. Also, my favorite thing to get at the uh, farmer's market is the apple cider. It's absolutely perfect. So if you're staying in an apartment where you have to cook every day, this is the place to shop. Don't go to the supermarket. Go to the farmer's market where you can get fresh food every day. And speaking of fresh food, there is a salad. There's an actual salad called Salad Lyonnaise. And that is a salad that you might have heard of before. It's wonderfully fresh with all kinds of vegetables in it and topped with bacon. And it's famous in Lyon. Of course, there's other salads in Lyon if you're vegetarian where you don't have to have the bacon on it. But the great thing in Lyon is to get a nice salad for lunch 
with a glass of house wine. And then if you only have a salad for lunch, you got room for dessert. That's the best part, right? So in Lyon, you want to look for the tart Lyonnaise. This is a tart served on a brioche crust with a simple filling, pink pralines, cream, and sugar. That's it, but it's delightful. And the best might be in Les Halles de Lyon at Boulangerie Jacques Tour. Want to drink? I'll have another on Destination Eat Drink. If you want to know more about anything we talk about on this episode of Destination Eat Drink, head to my website, DestinationEatDrink.com. There you can learn about Lyon, France, or any other destination that we talk about around the world. Well, we're in France, so we must be drinking wine. And Lyon is in Rhone, and you've probably heard of the Rhone Valley or Côte de Rhone for wine drinking. The most famous part of the Rhone Valley is the Southern Rhone Valley because that contains the area of Châteauneuf-du-Pape, which is one of the most famous wine regions in the entire world. And we're going to talk about Châteauneuf-du-Pape in another episode of Destination Eat Drink because it deserves Châteauneuf-du-Pape deserves its own ep- episode. In Lyon, we're not in Southern Rhone, we're in Northern Rhone. And the Northern Rhone Valley is best known for the Syrah grape. So if you're in a restaurant, look for that. Look for a Syrah. Ask your waiter for something local and delicious. There are great wine tours coming out of Lyon. They're not inexpensive by any means, but my favorite is uh, from Vincent, who does Lyon wine tours. It's a hundred bucks or a hundred euro for a half day per person, 140 for a full day. But I think it's worth it because Vincent knows everybody in Lyon when it comes to wine. So he's the guy to go to. If you'd rather go out for a fun night of drinking in Lyon, there's lots of places to go. But the fun thing to do is go down by the Rhone River and there's a bunch of boats that are docked down there. And several of them have been converted into bars. So you get on the boat and you enjoy a couple of cocktails. And then you walk down a couple of boats down to another place and you have a couple of more cocktails. Two of my favorite to look for when you're drinking in Lyon are Star Ferry and La Passagere. Those are two of the best for jumping on and having a cocktail or two in Lyon. Things to do and places to see. I don't know. What do you want to do? On Destination Eat Drink. If you have any questions or comments about this episode of Destination Eat Drink or any other episode, drop me a line. You can reach me on the contact page of DestinationEatDrink.com, on Facebook at Destination Eat Drink, or on Twitter at Eat Destination. The first time you go to Lyon, you're going to want to focus on the historic old section of the city, View Lyon. You can get to know that on a walking tour. I list a bunch of them on DestinationEatDrink.com. But if you decide to explore on foot, a couple of things that you definitely shouldn't miss. One is the Traboules. The original layout of Lyon had streets running parallel to the Sion River. And these were long streets 
And so if you wanted to get to the river, you had to go all the way to the end of the street and then cut over to the river to get your drinking water. Well, this was a huge pain. So what they invented in Lyon was traboules. And traboules are little cut-throughs to get from one street to another. Think of like an alleyway in the United States, but they're indoors, they're very narrow, but you can cut through in order to get from one street to the other. And the interesting thing about the traboules was in World War II, Lyon was occupied by the Nazis, but Lyon, the city, was a huge hotbed for the French resistance. The guerrilla fighters were constantly harassing the Nazis in Lyon. And what they did was they used these traboules as secret passageways because the French resistance fighters, they knew where all these little traboules were. So if a Nazi was harassing them, boom, they could disappear into a treble and the Nazi would be left scratching their head. Or they could ambush a Nazi and then jump into the treble to escape. The trebles were also used for secret meeting places for the French resistance. Today, by law, the trebles must be open to the public. You need to know where they are, of course, but you're allowed to open the door of the treble and walk through the secret passageway from one street to another. Some of them are big. Some of them are extraordinarily beautiful as well. Go to my website so you can download a list of all of the trebles along with a map. But if you go to the treble, make sure that you are respectful. People live here. And you don't want to make a lot of noise. You want to be respectful. And don't take pictures of people while you're in the treble. Think of it like this. If you were in your house making dinner or doing laundry or watching television, you wouldn't want someone snapping away at you inside your house. It's the same in the trebles. So when you go visit the trebles, definitely visit them, definitely enjoy them, but be respectful. Another great spot you must visit in Lyon is Fourvier Hill. Fourvier Hill is actually the oldest part of Lyon. This is where the Romans built Lyon in ancient times. So if you go to the top of Fourvier Hill, you can get up there by a funicular, which is a lot of fun to ride. But you get up there, there's a actual Roman museum where you can see a couple Roman amphitheaters and Roman baths. But for me, the attraction on Fourvier Hill is the Church of Notre Dame Fourvier. Behind the church, there's an area where you have a fantastic lookout over the city. This is the place where you want to take a selfie. On clear days, you can see for miles up at the top of Fourvier Hill. There's also another quirky little thing on top of the hill. Uh, everyone knows the Eiffel Tower in Paris. What you might not know is that on Fourvier Hill, there is a replica of the Eiffel Tower. It was built a couple years after the Eiffel Tower. It's only one quarter the size of the Eiffel Tower. And it's just funny that it's up there. It's also an eyesore because this thing has all kinds of telecommunications equipment hanging off of it, antennas and all kinds of stuff that make it extraordinarily ugly. But it's just interesting to see this thing on the top of Fourvier Hill. Antoine de Saint-Exupéry was born in Lyon. And he was a pioneer in French aviation. Later, he was a pilot for the Free French Air Force. And between that, he was running away from the Nazis and landed in America for a short time. And he wrote this famous book 
called The Little Prince. If you have children, or maybe you remember it from when you were young, The Little Prince is one of the most famous children's books of all time. And St. Exbury wrote The Little Prince. It's a fantastic book. If you only read it when you were a child, go back and read it again. It's a wonderful book. They also made a movie out of it a couple of years ago, which is equally as good. Highly recommend it. Last time I checked, it's on Netflix, so you can see it. But as a favorite son of Lyon, St. Exupery has a statue of him in the city. It's a little bit hard to find. You go to one of the biggest squares in the city, Place Bellicor, and across the street from the southwest corner, there's a monument to the little prince and his aviator buddy. Um, they're on top of this large pillar, probably 20 feet tall, 15 feet tall, and they're up there looking down on the earth. And if you love the little prince like I do, it's a great place to go and just remember the little prince. They're looking down towards the earth, which makes me think that they're up on one of their asteroids from the book. Tips and inside information on Destination Eat and Drink. Besides hosting this podcast, I'm also a fiction writer. My two books, That Bird and Other Very Short Stories, and Truffle Hunt are available at my website, DestinationEatDrink.com. Click on About and My Books for more about them. Lyon has a very good public transportation system. I mentioned the funicular to get to the hill before, and that's part of the public transport system. They also have buses, trams, and a four-line metro that cover the city very well. So you don't need a car to get around Lyon, which is a nice feature. And Lyon is also very walkable. Lyon sits at the confluence of the Seine and the Rhone rivers. So because of that, there's lots of bridges in Lyon. And a lot of them are pedestrian only, which I think is a great feature of the bridges in Lyon, making them pedestrian only. And I like seeing them at night. The bridges in Lyon, to me, a lot of them are beautiful works of art. So don't just think of uh, the bridges in Lyon as transporting you from one place to another, but also really take a look at them because, to me, they're quite beautiful. Another thing you have to do when you're in Lyon is make reservations. Even for lunch, it's important to make reservations in Lyon. I wish there was some kind of statistic about how often the people of Lyon go out to eat their meals. Because it seems like even for lunch and for dinner, of course, every restaurant is packed every single night. So make sure you make reservations to avoid being shut out of your favorite place. Go to DestinationEatDrink.com. All the places that I talked about in Lyon are there. In addition, you can also get a link to download a walking map of Lyon, a map of the Traboules, and a map of the bridges in the city. My name's Brent Peterson, and Destination Eat Drink has been distributed by Ed Silla and the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. We drop a new episode every Friday, so be here next week as we hit another great foodie hotspot. Join us next week for another culinary adventure on Destination Eat Drink, a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. <laughs>